welcome to Gotham Bougie. Hello, welcome to Gotham Bougie podcast. I'm multitasking, sorry. I actually have my coloring book and everything ready to go, but I'm I'm leading the call today, so I'm not. You're leading the call? Oh, I'm fucking work, work mode, man. We're on a fancy call. <laughs> I'm telling you this one, I like to have, I have makeup on, I'm dressed because normally, normally I would that has like makeup on and my hair fixed and stuff because I'm getting home from work and it's been total opposite the last two times. It's like literally you're like, I'm long gone. I literally stayed in there naked getting out of the shower. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Just, we're running our training programs all day and it's all Zoom. So we have to be, you know, camera Put ready. Together. Yeah. put together with just panties on the bottom that everything at the top has to have I have fuzzy, I, no I actually have right away <laughs> my fuzzy slippers oh. <laughs> my hair is like soaking wet and it's long and it takes forever to dry <sighs> okay yes welcome to episode 72 yes we're 72 and it's paranormal 72 and it's paranormal yes, yes. it's my paranormal yes how's How your week you? been <laughs> uh, <laughs> you first. Um, you know, not a lot has happened. Um, I told you before we started today's Charlie's birthday. So happy birthday, Charlie. It's my, it's my last week. Um, did you get a cake? No, I didn't. Well, you suck. I know. Well, this was his birthday until this, I know, right? Well, it's actually Ashley's bag, so you didn't even know it was his birthday. Until this morning, when I was in my Facebook memories. Wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Charlie's birthday. He's five today. So, yeah, I didn't realize he was five. I thought he was younger. But anyway, so no, I mean, we didn't really do anything. Um, Dev was on call Saturday, so we didn't really ride with the group. They, they do rides every Saturday, but we didn't go because he was on uh, working. And then um, Sunday, we went to a car show, and then he just started not feeling good, just allergies and sinus crap. Um, so he's better now. It's just, it's, it's going around <clears throat> the pollen here. Like I opened the mailbox and it's yellow, like covered in yellow because yellow. of the pollen, yellow, yellow, because of the pollen and stuff is so bad because there's tons of pine trees and stuff here. And so that they just produce the worst pollen. So, um, that picture you sent me, is that your backyard? Um, which picture? The what? The lake? No, it's actually down the street. Like every day when I go to work, I'll pass that. Um, oh, I sent you a picture of the lake with the pretty background with all the trees and stuff. Yeah, that's how the, the whole area looks like that, literally. Wow. No, um, but there is a lake, there's Lake Murray. That's a huge dam that we always ride over. That's really cool. Um, but no, we just went to a car show and then he was off Monday and Tuesday, just not feeling well. Uh, I painted, I started painting the shutters black. So <laughs> I put two of them back up and um, I'm becoming quite the handy person. I mean, I think I need to do a flip show. I have been like crafty and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I just feel, it makes me feel like I'm doing something, I guess. Cause I mean, I'm just not used, it, I'm going nuts. Like being at home all the time, I'm literally going crazy. Cause it's not. That's my husband. He he is he is he is literally bored to. Because you know that's that. not me. I am very social. Mm -hmm. I'm always out. I'm always doing going to dinner with Amy or because you don't like to go out and do stuff. You know, unless we're no, going dancing. He's bored just because he's working from home. Yeah. And he's not leaving every day and going and doing something. 
I mean, we go every, every, you know, most nights of the week we leave after work. We, I, did I tell you I got my dog? A yeah, you told me. <laughs> I, it's not, I mean, it's just, I think it's because I really don't, like you have Isabel and Robert there. I have Jeff here, but like, I don't know anybody else besides Jeff. Like I know nobody. Um, one of the ladies from the writing group reached out to me, very sweet. Like they're very sweet. She's like, Hey, if you ever want to go out to lunch or want to go do something, let me know. I'm like, okay. But like, I just don't know them. I don't know their personalities and they're very conservative here where I'm not. So yeah. So, but um, I'm actually, is, is meetup still a thing? Like there used to be this thing. It was like called meetup. Well, it was on the job on Monday. I'll meet people there. You know, I'll get to meet people and just get out of the house. At least I'm just me not putting on makeup every day is not who I am. Like I'm used. This is not me. Well, when do you start Monday. your job? So that's going to yeah, be better. It'll be better. And I just have felt like really just blah this week, like in a funk, I guess, because I'm just not. I don't know and it's just a rain Saturday and I'm just like, it's not really you just to sit inside with nobody. no it's not and it's just it's just different you know so and I'm just really not used to not having David every other week and just even though I talk to him every day it's just not who I am and so yeah let me turn the how long have you been there now I don't even uh since the first weekend of April so almost three weeks four weeks yeah, it's been three weeks for us, so been three weeks for you. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you how you're doing without David. Is this uh, how long have you gone without this him? This is about before? as long as I've gone without him, and it's been very hard. Yeah. I haven't broke down yet, so that hasn't happened. But this last week, I texted yeah. you, and I'm like, I miss Texas. <laughs> I don't know. It's just different, you know. I just got used to it, and um, I don't know. I think you once, once you start your job, and you have that outlet and have people to talk to. Yeah, and... for sure. I mean, I have Jeff to I talk to, but it's fun. just different, you know, like when he gets home from work, like he's exhausted. And I, I know he is because he's fucking under houses and mm-hmm. not fucking under houses, but he's, under... <laughs> 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 but he's under house. I mean, I guess he could be, I don't know. He's under a house doing stuff because he's a plumber and works for an HVAC company. So he's up in the attics or he's under the houses and he's doing like a lot of manual labor. So he's exhausted. So I get it. Like he just wants to sit there and not do a lot, you know, and I'm asking Mm -hmm. a lot the last three weeks. I need you to hang up my, my pictures. I need you to hang up this. I need to put the stuff in the attic you know, so today, like I hang out my own window because I figured it out because I just, like, I know that he's tired, you know, so yeah. when he comes home every day, he's like, Some, every day I come home, something's different, so today I painted the shutters, so yeah, um, he came home for lunch for a few minutes um, to grab a tool and brought me cookie butter from Trader Joe's, so that made my day. I told him, how close is Trader Joe's? He's like, it's like 40 minutes away. So text, he's like, I got a surprise for you. I was not expecting cookie butter, but I love their cookie butter. If you never had it before, it's like gingerbread. It's like a gingerbread cookie. If you put it on like wheat bread, it's so good. It's, it's so addictive. It's butter, but it's like a flavored butter. It looks like peanut butter. Okay. Yeah. It oh looks yeah. Like, okay. It's cookie butter, but it looks like peanut butter and you just spread it on wheat bread and eat it. And it's so fucking good. Oh my God. So I don't know. It's just different here and very slow with life. And that's just not who I am. So no, it's really kind of funny that we're here, which is like the center of everything. Like which is where I would be. Always something going on. 
Like Tuesdays and Wednesdays here are the slowest. Like we went yesterday. I can't believe it just said like twice in one two sentences. So like, oh my God, you're like totally oh turning like Valley Girl. <laughs> I gotta send you a the picture of Jasper in his fucking stroller because he's a goddamn mess. But everyone's like, oh, he's so cute. I'm like, don't talk to him. He's an asshole. He he's having to bark at people. He's barking at he didn't he doesn't really bark at people too much. But he, he loves he, me. <laughs> he does. But he's barking like these uh, this other dog because it seemed like a lot of the locals are out midweek like that. Right. And he's barking at every dog. But what's the funny, I have a funny story to tell you. I haven't shared it with you yet, but um <clears throat> so he's short, he's got liberty legs, and he's fat, which we've already we we've established this. We know but this. He's, so cute. he's eleven years old. Um and I think we've shared it on Patreon and, and I don't know, I think we've shared him before to our listeners. So what picture of him, but okay. So we got him in the strollers because he gets tired. He likes to go, right. but he gets tired. He doesn't. Well, so we got him in the stroller. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're now we're those pet parents. And I'm like, we had to bring him food and we had to bring him water. And we walked up to Jackson square and we walked up to the river and he's like a fucking toddler. I'm like, oh my God, we have a baby again. We're like having to pack a backpack, pack a diaper bag, <laughs> like put, a, put a little cloth in his stroller for him. And it's like, oh my God. So we, we sat and we're eating a, a hot dog and he's like jumping all around. Everyone's like, oh, he's so cute. He's so cute. So by the time we were going back, we, we on the last two blocks, we're like, okay, we're going to take him out of his stroller again and let him walk home maybe he'll use the bathroom again so he doesn't shit in my fucking carpet like an asshole um and he'll walk home well he was so done with this whole experience that every door he passed he would like stop and look at it like is this ours <laughs> and he'd look back at us and be like nope that's not it and so i let him have like quite a bit of slack on the leash. <laughs> you know it's like a 30-foot leash so he was like running way far ahead and right. like everyone he'd stop and he'd turn and look panting his stomach nope that's not it we are almost there almost there i said almost there for two fucking blocks but then he passes this doorway and i see him jump up the steps and he went into somebody's house <laughs> it was it was somebody had their door open and i was like oh my god so we're like hustling to jump up get up there to where he's at he's inside and luckily the guy <laughs> thought it was hilarious the guy was sitting on the sofa and he's like i like dogs it's okay and i'm like oh my god i'm so sorry so yeah his ass got put back in the stroller <laughs> Can't take just he was he said not today i'm done <laughs> <laughs> doesn't look like anything of our house but it's gonna be my house today oh damn that was embarrassing it's like my neighbor anyway that was that was my hey, <laughs> oh god that's so, so funny yeah it's been pretty quiet for us too like i'm busy at work so well, let me take a drink of my drink I'm, I'm busy at work as well i mean i'm still working you know the other job mm -hmm. and then i also started working the job i left i'm actually helping her now so well you know there's you know so much of the year that i don't i hate to say i don't yeah. do much yeah because i do it's just i don't have to be on all day long right. except for like twice during the year Right. And this month is one of those where I'm 
you know, jumping on immediately on Zoom for one of our trainings at seven in the morning. They're half day programs. So it's like four fucking hours and then a quick lunch and then another one in the afternoon. So it's kind of, that sucks. But no, so um, <clears throat> my story this week, mm. I decided to talk about, because remember I told you there was some sounds and stuff happening in my house because yes did you um go and figure some stuff out well <laughs> i found out some more about the property in general and that's what i'm going to talk about today oh dang well it's it's not listen you're telling me you're telling me this shit before i've even fucking come and visited you and i'm not okay with this <laughs> well the building itself was built in the 80s so the building itself is not that old but yeah but the it, land yeah like like in poltergeist is probably on a burial ground <laughs> it will all of all of new orleans is a burial ground yeah i mean right. so like there was hundreds of thousands of people who died with yellow fever and everywhere you walk especially in the french quarter which is the oldest neighborhood in new orleans somebody has died and has probably been buried there's like often here as well because of all the wars and stuff like oh uh yeah yeah uh, dead, all the wars you're so funny uh one war anyway um but all the history in general i mean the whole whole place is uh, a lot of history there's um oh mary bloody mary with her her tour group she is often called into properties that are being renovated and they find remains, you know, human remains right. from um, who knows when, because people just buried people in their backyards where so many people were dying. Um, so oftentimes, whenever they're renovating property here, especially in the quarter, they find coffins, they find burial sites. Um, so <laughs> that happens more often than people realize. But I'm going to talk about today, I think we may have mentioned it like briefly in when, when we were doing our New Orleans when we were here um and it's the Dauphine Orleans Hotel yes. but this is a more in-depth take on it and the reason I'm doing the Dauphine Orleans Hotel is because it's very close to our condo like very close I don't want people knowing exactly where <laughs> I live but I live on Dauphine Dauphine's a very long street but uh, we live on Dauphine um uh but it's just one block away from are you okay with me go ahead and get started with the story be done with our yes. recap yes i think i haven't I have done anything this week really i mean okay this is about <laughs> as ready as i've gotten this week i've gone i mean if you want to know the excitement i've gone to hobby lobby twice because we bought it a coffee bar it was too big so I'd take it back get a smaller one um i painted the shutters and i've hung shit up and emptied shit you have any like, more encounters with any karens no, I have not. Everyone else has been very, very nice. And um, like my TikToks, I have over, God, the one I did, for, I have a TikTok I did for moving here and everyone's been so nice on there. And it's all Aww. been like, it's all been like, welcome to South Carolina. Welcome to South Carolina. It has 33.6 thousand views. So yeah, so I mean, everyone's like, welcome to South Carolina. So 
Um, people are a little, some people didn't even realize I moved to South Carolina, Eli. He messaged me and I'm like, I'm not in Texas anymore. I'm in South Carolina. Oh, you are? I'm like, yeah, I moved here with my boyfriend and for a job. Didn't work out, but I'm here with Did my not boyfriend. not pay attention to any social media? I mean, come on. He's not, he doesn't have Facebook or Instagram. He's only on um, Snapchat and TikTok. And I'm like, it's all over my TikTok. Like, it's all over my <clears throat> you know, right. Snapchat. So like, I haven't hidden anything. So yeah. So, but no, that's it. That's yeah. Go ahead and get started. I mean, yeah, we, uh, I just, nothing. We already recap what we've been another day in New Orleans. We go out and have a drink and it's really awesome to just be right here. I'm still in yeah. disbelief. Like that we're really fucking here. Like, I think what I think what I need is to come visit you for a weekend. That's I think you I do need. too. I think you just need to just hop a plane and come on down and just yeah. Just on a Friday and come back later on a Sunday and I'll be mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Come on. I'll That's all I want. I'm serious. Come on. I mean, I'm not kidding. Come visit me. Okay, so uh the Dauphine Orleans Hotel, it's just one block away from Bourbon. Dauphine Street itself is one block from Bourbon, and then on the other side of Dauphine is Burgundy, and then, you know, you keep going closer and closer to the river, but, um, uh, wait, let me go ahead and start reading the story, so I got this story from, I think we walked past it, we were there, it was closed, right, yes, and it's still closed right now, so I was going <laughs> to do that disclaimer, but it does say they're planning on opening soon in the next coming weeks spring okay. of 2021 they beautiful and they're beautiful doing a lot doors. of yeah they're doing a lot of renovations and stuff so it is a block away from bourbon like i just said and um i need to make my font a little bit bigger on this thing right here okay sorry it's also i can't see shit without my glasses lately like i'm, I'm fucking, thinking i might need to get glasses we're almost fucking 45 <laughs> my eyes mm-hmm. i may not look it but my eyes definitely are Okay. Okay. So let's go. But going up from Bourbon Street up Conti, you'll come to Dauphine Street. And once you turn off of Conti onto Dauphine, you'll pass May Bailey's place. I think you may remember seeing May Bailey's place. And that's an infamous lounge and bar. And Dauphine Orleans itself is at 415 Dauphine. So once you're inside there, it seems like you're in a whole nother world. The Dauphine Orleans is an oasis located in the heart of the French Quarter. Courtyards open into yet other courtyards. Overhead balconies provide guests with much appreciated outdoor space. And we've talked about this before that in in the French Quarter especially, there are no yards. But as you're walking down the streets, you can take a peek and look through these gates and you'll see these beautifully lush courtyards which I've seen right. you send you pictures of the two that are here right. in my apartment also um with over 100 guest rooms the hotel encompasses rooms and property on both sides <laughs> of Dauphine street so like yes both sides of the street is owned by the hotel um so it's no wonder that Dauphine or Orleans is routinely considered to be one of New Orleans finest and most luxurious hotels offering each guest that perfect experience suited just for them so do you, if you want to stay in your standard suite, that's fine. The main building's for you. If you're looking for something a little more secluded, perhaps even a group vacation, then you'd want to go across the street to the cottages or, the, or it's called the Herman House guest rooms. And then if you're looking for something 
to spice up your vacation a little bit more, you can also reserve your room months in advance above the May Bailey's Lounge. It's called the Bordello Suite. So you can reserve Ooh, that as well. Yes. And May Bailey's was once a licensed brothel during the 19th century, like we thought. Oh, yes. The elegant hotel winds together timeless beauty and modern amenities to create an experience guests won't soon forget. And if you're looking for ghosts, look no further. The Dauphine Orleans Hotel is considered one of the most haunted places to stay in the Big Easy. You know, what's really funny is that the word Orleans, Orleans, when you're talking like the Dauphine Orleans, it, you can't, you say it Orleans, but if you say New Orleans, you don't say New Orleans. We've talked about that. New Orleans, yeah. New Orleans, yes. So the history of the Dauphine Orleans plot of land extends all the way into the late 18th century when it was owned by some of New Orleans' most influential first families. Um, Don Andrew Alamester E. Rojas reportedly owned it a, quote, long, long time ago. And yes, it actually says that in their historical records a long, long time ago. Real? There's no like exact dates. It just says a long, long time. It just time. says a long, long <laughs> time ago. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, all right, all right, all right. Um, presumably around the 1780s when he owned and operated most of the real estate in the French Quarter. During this period, Don Alamen Almonester donated a portion of the land to the charity hospital. Colonial New Orleans can be summed up in just a few scant words. Disease ridden and a convoluted mess is the way it was described. A hospital which targeted all citizens of the city without excluding anyone on the basis of color or sex or status. It was integral to the overall health of locals and foreigners alike. And New Orleans was one of the few cities in the country early on that happened that allowed free people of color, um, right. which is a really important piece of history to know that is at that time, most of the areas in the United States, as it was, slavery existed. There was no such right. thing as free people of color. But here in New Orleans, it's always been that they were free people of color who never right. were slaves. They, 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 they never were slaves. Um, it was after Charity Hospital sold the land that the plot of land surrounding 415 Dauphine came to be owned by many other wealthy families. Within the next few decades, the Chauvins, the Brotons, the Trepeniers, the Bonnebels all had touched or owned the property. <clears throat> Fun fact, from 1808 to 1811, the property was owned by Augustin McCarty, who was either Madame Delphine Lallery's cousin or uncle. Oh. Yes, that Delphine Lollery. It's unclear which McCarty generation it was, but yes, that's that. She somehow it was kind of intertwined with Delphine Lollery. That's crazy. Yeah. After 1815, 415 Delphine fell into the hands of Joseph Fornerit. For I'm not even going to try with some of these words, hey guys. I'm just oh, going to go on. You know, there's a thing called Google. Like yes, I know. <laughs> these are well. I've been too busy to do that so I'm like yeah I'm just reading this thing yeah yeah <laughs> because it's French who owned the property next door and who also happened to be a free person of color so that was I thought it was interesting that it was owned by a free person of color which is great <clears throat> so Samuel Herman senior senior was not born in Louisiana he was a native of Germany born in 1777 but like many Europeans Europeans during the period. Europeans? He saw 
the Louisiana colony is an opportunity for an endless fortune. So Herman, um, I have to pause one second, okay? Okay. Sorry about that, everyone. I had a phone call from our landlord. I had to make sure, you know, the building wasn't burning down or something. <laughs> Thank God it's not. <laughs> Thank God it's not. So um, Samuel Herman, after he moved to Louisiana, he settled 20 miles up the Mississippi River. And he married Louisiana-born Marie Becknell of the incredibly prosperous Becknell family and got to work on making that fortune, which had so enticed him from his German homeland. So Herman, it appears, had a knack for investment. He worked as an agent and broker for plantations. He did so well that he moved his family to New Orleans in 1813 when he commissioned architect William Brand to build him a home in 1831. Herman knew exactly what he wanted. He wanted federal style architecture and the best country brick, sand, and cypress. He was unwilling to forgo that particular luxury. He particularly transcended all the way to the size and the nails, size of and style of the nails and the number of coats of paint that he wanted. Herman, the name Herman, if you I think it talks about it a little bit later, but the Herman Grimma house, you and I passed by that house, and it is the house that the interior was used to film the American Horror Story Coven Lollery in, indoor um, scenes. So we passed so many things. I There's only a few things. Yes. Like but that, so that house, I know when it was closed, I can't wait for you to come back because it's not, none of the things are closed anymore. But that house is what was used to film the interior scenes for the LaLaurie Mansion for American Horror Story Coven because LaLaurie Mansion is not open to film anything. Um, get back to, let me scroll down just a little bit. So today the Herman home is actually known as the Herman Grimma House Museum and you can tour it. It actually shares the courtyard with our courtyard area, like the interior block. Our, our courtyard's walled off, but that courtyard is just on the other side of Versailles restaurant and then the Herman Grimma house is there That's as well. cool. Yeah, it is really cool. So the front of the house in the museum is located on neighboring St. Louis Street, which is the next block up that way, contacts the street you turn up. And so the Delphine the Delphine Orleans Hotel sits between Conti and St. Louis Street on um, Delphine. <clears throat> so the Delphine Orleans Hotel still owns the back courtyard, which was the carriage house and old stables that once configured the entire Herman property. So all of that, this area was the Herman property. And then it was okay. later split up to be the hotel and the, the carriage house. So in talking about May Bailey's place, it was in 1857 that May Bailey's place opened, technically referred to as a, quote, sporting house. May Bailey's was a brothel or bordello. Same thing, different title. All sorts of terms were used during this period, including but not limited to a house of ill repute, a parlor house, a den, or a crib. Hmm. None in the year 1857 were deemed legal. This section of the French Quarter, though, was heaving in ladies of disrepute. Men paid anywhere between five and twenty-five dollars to visit a prostitute, which at that time was a lot of money. Yeah. If the man hoped to spend the night, he was looking at a bill that tipped towards the fifty-dollar mark. So May Bailey entered the prostitution business by necessity. 
if not desperation. In 1847, her father was one of the thousands of victims consumed, like I just said, of the deadly yellow fever pandemic. Uh, May Bailey, seeing no other recourse, approached her father's friend for help. She said she wished to open a sporting house on Dauphine Street, but she needed some assistance. A sporting house? Yes, a sporting house for some fine gentlemen. The friend agreed, no doubt tempted by the lucrative aspect that the brothel would bring, and May Bailey's place opened its doors in 1857. But Mary had, but May, sorry, not Mary, had something that many other houses of ill repute did not. Under the ordinance concerning lewd and abandoned women, well, that's, it's, it was an ordinance at the time, May Bailey's sporting house was gifted a city license, actually legalizing all the activity that occurred there within. So oh. it was actually a legal brothel, which none of the other places had. And it was, it, she was able to finagle that through that ordinance. These girls provided entertainment for the gents who walked through the front doors of her 1820 French Creole cottage. It's doubtful that any of the men regretted their decision, though. May's younger sister, Millie, resented being employed within the red light district. Nevertheless, it's May's place... just a little bit, little bit of the same country. country. <laughs> Nothing much to see. No drinking allowed. We get a nice quiet all right, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I can think right. Best little whorehouse in Texas. Friends. All I can, see, all I can picture yeah. is like the men showing up and the ladies like walk down the stairs. Da -da -da. Yeah. <laughs> For their fans. Hey. Yeah. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, so nevertheless, May's place was a staple within the French Quarter and it remained so even when that section of town was formalized into Storyville, a legalized social reform movement to quarantine all brothels into a 38 block radius in 1897. So this whole area was the red light district. It was called Storyville. We're in the red light district. <laughs> so today, May Bailey's city ordinance license is still displayed proudly within the lounge along the back wall for all to see <laughs> in case in a dark frame, the license is creature crinkled with age, but the black ink still remains crisp and legible. Awesome. I want to Isn't see that. that. I know. I want to see that too so bad. It's like, I don't think I've ever had ever been in there. I know I've passed it hundreds of times, but I'm like, it's right there. I, that's it, the I said it's, it was closed. It's all been closed. Yes, like, that's the bar I want to go to. That's the bar I want to make my bar because that I, I, I always wanted to be like a, 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 a what is it? Like a spatum? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> A regular in a bar to where, you know, like cheers, everybody knows your name. You don't want to be a madam? I would be a great madam. You would be a great madam. <laughs> um, so getting into the more about May Bailey's place. So while Ma Madam May Bailey was prospering, life on the other side of Dauphine Street was uh, kind of a struggle. So now the area, which is 416 to 430 Dauphine Street, was known as the White Elephant during the mid to late 19th century. This would have been across the street. <clears throat> like much of this section down in that period, the White Elephant was a prostitution house, better referred to as a den. And the ladies of the night who worked in these dens, they had none of the class or manners that the May Bailey women had. <laughs> these women, Nellie O'Neill and Eliza Riddle, among others, were notorious thieves and pickpockets and pro oh. Yeah. 
The newspapers of the day are littered with numerous charges, labeling labels against them, none of which are particularly flattering. They do, however, paint a vibrant picture of Dauphine Street and the encompassing blocks. Many prostitutes were desperate for money, desperate for cash, desperate for survival, willing to do whatever necessary. These women of ill repute were known to stand in their doorways and lure men in off the streets. Then they would beat them, rob them, and the men would sometimes, <laughs> yes, the men would sometimes end up dead, buried in the courtyard of the den. Or if they were lucky, they were released, but stripped of all of their personal belongings. Some of these women were legends, even among each other. Eliza Riddle, who worked as a prostitute at the White Elephant before its closure, was the sort of woman who would have frightened even the bravest of souls. From 1881 to 1896, Eliza Riddle was arrested a total of 24 times. Dang. She spent 10 years at the Louisiana State Penitentiary for robbing one man of $500 while he visited the White Elephant. Even while in prison, Eliza Riddle's sentence was lengthened because she'd convinced male friends to help her escape. The plans didn't work, and the men got jail time for their trouble, and Eliza was back at it, hitting the streets the minute she got out. On November 11th, 1882, a newspaper article entitled A Bottle Battle described a brawl between Eliza Riddle and Virginia Reed, another prostitute. Not to be outdone, Riddle struck Virginia Reed with a bottle in the head, drawing blood. This was not Eliza Riddle's only foray into using dangerous weapons. Bottles were used in other transgressions, and so was a lamp. One reporter for the Times-Picayune described her as one of the worst creatures on Dauphine Street. Her so-called protege, Nellie O'Neill, who had also done time for larceny, was arrested for stealing $12 from a man at the White Elephant, which was the Dauphine <laughs> Street Den. So this is directly right. across the street from May Bailey's place. May Bailey's place was, you know, it was known to have well-mannered women, you know, upscale. And then across the street, there was this, you know, crack house, basically. Um, so while when police officers arrived on the scene to arrest Nellie O'Neill, she attempted to scratch the officer's face and gouge out his eyes. The author of the article then helpfully opined that he believed O'Neill would be visiting Eliza Riddle very soon <laughs> at the state penitentiary. Can you imagine being those two women and like you were, that's what you were known for? It's like you had to be a bad, you had to be a badass. You could, how could you ever change your life? That's what I mean, you were known for. Well, I mean, she, you said she would get right out of jail and start that back up. And yeah, that's all she knew to do. That's all she knew. Yeah. So the 38 block radius of Storyville and its predecessor was a dangerous place where women like Eliza Riddle and Madame May Bailey may have worked directly across the street from each other, but they lived very different lives. So today, the Dauphine Orleans Hotel now owns both of the properties. While May Bailey's past history as a bordello is well known, the history of the White Elephant, now the Herman House guest rooms, should not be forgotten. And which question remains, do you want to stay at the main house or do you want to stay at the den if you come and visit the Dauphine Orleans Hotel? Uh, the Dauphine Orleans. House. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stay above May Bailey's place in the bordello suite. Yeah. Um, the Dauphine Orleans Hotel opened in 1969 and since that time has gained international acclaim for its elegance and timeless nature. The history of this location seeps through the walls everywhere in the Audubon room where breakfast is now held, but where John James Audubon painted his Birds of the America series from 1821 to 1822. Wow. So that's actually a very famous um, 
I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's the Birds of America series by James Audubon. It's very famous. Um, so let's take a quick little break. I think I've talked, and then we'll get into the, the story of the ghost of the Dauphine Orleans Hotel. Okay. Okay. Sounds Hang great. On, everybody. Take a break, break. Hey guys, Mel here from Gotham Bougie Podcast. Did you know that if you go to www.patreon.com slash Gotham Bougie Podcast, you can become a patron and you'll receive lots of rewards along with some special gifts once you've been a member of after two months. And you also get special little gifts from us and some little trinkets throughout the time that you are a patron on our Patreon. So go and join Patreon now. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash goth and bougie podcast. What are you waiting for? Bye. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for staying tuned. Goth and bougie podcast, the shit show and coloring with cunts. (laughs) And Charlie has joined us in my last. Have you unpacked your coloring book yet? Um, it's somewhere in here. <laughs> I have the office. I've gotten some of it, like, because I'm working. Look, I found it. my patch. It's Krampus. I love it. Yeah, I've got it right here. On, I, have, I have, like, a tablet stand right here so I can see my phone or whatever, and I've, I've got it right there. So, okay. so when I get my vest when I become part because I already said I'm part of the writing group because the ladies love me <laughs> so when I get my best it's part you of get vested group, I get vested so like I already told them like I'm putting the spooky patches on it so I have Lily Munster and I have Halloween Queen and I'm gonna get Wednesday Adams it's like great <laughs> so yeah cool though yeah okay so let's get back into telling you of the ghost of the Delphine Orleans Hotel so management and guests alike have a sneaking suspicion that the ghosts wandering the grounds were once visitors of Madame May Bailey herself. It makes sense that some of the guests who visited May's place in life might choose to stay after death. I mean, it's something like we've talked about. You don't have necessarily have to die somewhere to haunt a place if you liked right. it a whole lot. Right. Um, one of the stories that is, uh, I'm going to try to say one of the, legends of one of the ghosts is the phantom bride so while may bailey ran this fine establishment her younger sister millie allegedly hated everything that the fine bordella stood for subjugation to a life of little choice millie bailey wanted more in a venue where the satisfaction of the visiting johns was integral to keeping the business afloat millie wanted nothing to do with the red light district as the story goes, Millie got her chance to escape, escape that sordid life she had always known in 1861 when she met a nice Confederate soldier. Oh. Against all the odds stacked against the couple, they fell in love and Millie's beau proposed. Finally, she must have thought she was, you know, finally she's going to get out of that life. And she started to prepare for her wedding. But her happiness was short-lived. On the very day of her wedding, Millie's betrothed was shot dead. Gambling was, gambling was the cause. The brawl that took her young soldier's life, the end result. Her wedding dress that she had sewn so meticulously, caressed so lovingly, never made it to the altar. 
Although Aww. Millie apparently took the opportunity to wear it around the sporting house whenever she could. I was like, where today, is this wedding dress now? Because I want it. <laughs> today, well, she wore it all the time. She she wore it. That's creepy to me. So it's probably yeah. well worn. Yeah. But today, guests have spotted Millie's ghost in her lace wedding gown standing forlornly near May Bailey's as if half hoping that her lover might return for her. So I have not seen a lady in a wedding dress yet, but if I do, I'll let you know. The next story is the ghost of a rebel. Guests have reported seeing the spirit of a man dressed in a dark Confederate uniform. I mean, maybe it's her dead lover. Could be. Though no Civil War battles were ever fought directly in New Orleans, wounded soldiers or soldiers on leave tended to congregate in bordellos like May Bailey's place on Dauphine Street. Some of the soldiers might still be haunting this formal brothel. It's not very surprising. Right. The phantom figure has been spotted pacing the outer courtyard, garnering the nickname the Worried General from employees and paranormal investigators alike. When Dr. Larry Mons of the International Society for Paranormal Research held an investigation at the Dauphine Orleans, his parapsychologist team was told that the spirit's name was Eldridge. Is this hmm. ghost a general worried about his troops? Is it somebody who visited May Bailey's place? Who knows? But that's one of the, the phantoms that people see around. I've also not seen a ghost. I've not seen any ghosts since I've lived here. But. We know that I've seen other ones. You've heard stuff, so yes, and that was a little creepy. I haven't mm. heard it. I haven't heard it since last when I told you about it. That's what's interesting. Maybe they heard me talking about it, didn't want to be talked about anymore. Maybe. So here's some of the tales from the employees there. Um me. I lost where. Oh. So some of the reportings are that glasses drop off the bar top and they shatter to the ground inexplicable god i cannot fucking talk today guys i'm so sorry anyone who's listening <laughs> to this that has made it this far I commend you. <laughs> because jesus fucking christ i am just i cannot talk at all usually that's me <laughs> okay what was i saying <laughs> inexplicable noises surprise clientele as they sit and sip cocktails at may bailey's place no one understands quite the level of paranormal activity than the employees. Janice, who was, had worked at the Delphine Orleans for many years, has experienced more otherworldly phenomenon than most people do in their entire lives. One day, she and one of the other employees were standing in their reading nook near the front entrance of the bar and lounge when all of the brochures on the shelves came tumbling down, scattering around the shocked pair like fallen confetti. On another occurrence, Janice had arrived to work at her normal time, a bright and early 5.30 in the morning. She shut the front door, heard the lock catch, and was nearly halfway down the bar when she felt the strangest urge to turn around, only to find that the door was open again. What? Yes. So, mm. it was perhaps one single event that had chills racing up Janice's spine for a long time. She'd gotten to work at her normal time, 5.30 in the morning. She entered the bar just like any other day, except as she did so, she witnessed the first bar stool actually levitate off the ground. Oh, hell no. Nah. She said, that really frightened me when it raised off the floor. She said, It really frightened her? Yeah. I mean, I would be like, yeah, I'm done. Bye. She said, I can't believe I actually saw it. 
Today, the first thing she does upon entering the bar is check out that bar stool to make sure it's fine. What the fuck? So is it perhaps the ghost of one of May Bailey's girls playing, you know, paying tricks on the employees and guests who come into the bar? Perhaps it's another spirit entirely. Who knows? This whole fucking town is haunted. One thing's for certain, there's definitely something about the Dauphine Orleans Hotel bar that embraces you the moment you walk through its front doors. Maybe it's simply the warm ambience of a historic property and excellent service. On the other hand, maybe it's the age-old effect of a bordello, or maybe it's just a ghost. Aha, the excellent Yeah. (laughs) If you've got a checklist that involves staying at a haunted location, the beautiful Dauphine Orleans should be a major final contender. Guests have experience heading, hearing inexplicable sounds in their guest rooms. That's like me. I'm like, what the fuck was that sound? I mean, at our hotel that day, you found, heard the tapping mm-hmm. there and scared the shit out of me. TVs are known to flicker off and on on their own. And some visitors have reported feeling ghostly hands trail up their calves as they sleep. No, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Um, it was also investigated by Zach Baggins uh-huh. of Ghost Adventures on Travel Channel. So, um. That actually is the end of my story. I kind of didn't that's wrap it up very well. Sorry. That's very um, interesting. Yes, and that's right here. I do want to go to that. Oh, Lord. Yes. I do want to go to that bar. It's really fun. Like, yeah. There, you walk out my front door and there it is. Yeah. I want to go. That sounds like fun. Is it? But it's not open yet, right? It's not open yet. No, it says on the website that they plan to reopen in spring of 2021. They have until June 21st when spring is no longer. So I don't know when they, we've seen them doing a lot of renovations and stuff, which is, I hope they do get back in business because I want to be able to park there because we have to park down the fucking street. And yeah, you told me. (laughs) I'd rather park right here there yeah oh that's a great story i can't wait to visit you and go visit some of those areas that yeah what's open. really cool is that we don't have to actually stay at the hotel we can just go to the bar yeah yeah no i just want to go to the bar and walk maybe around the hotel I, maybe i just need alcohol maybe the same <laughs> there's so much that we didn't get to do whenever we came because i mean there's that's why you've got to come back yeah definitely you just gotta i just gotta Mm-hmm. Did you have I shown you my um my coaster before? Yeah. Can you see it? Sorry, Miss. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Miss Church. I was busy practicing witchcraft and becoming a lesbian. I love that. <laughs> got this lady like from the seven or eighties, like this. <laughs> it's like a church lady from the, the like Saturday Night Live. That's who it was. Oh, I just I found that, and it's just my sarcastic, smart-ass personality. So I had to buy it. <laughs> I'm not sure at my new office they would appreciate this though. <laughs> we got all dressed up and you know we walked down bourbon last weekend and uh I was trying so hard just to have this don't fucking talk to me face. So it's just like don't talk to me. It was fun though. We went to eat at Louisiana Pizza Kitchen. It's very good pizza. And that end of the quarter it was had some really when I was there. Yes, That's everything was, was fucking closed. Yeah. But that end of the quarter has some really cool, we didn't really get to explore it that much. Really cool stores, really cool bars. Um 
and we passed by by like this group of people who were sitting on the I don't know if they're homeless or not I hate to say they're homeless because I don't know they may not be mm -hmm. homeless but um we passed by this group of people and this guy was like oh cool baphomet because you know Robert had on it his shirt that has baphomet on it and Robert's like thanks and I turned around I was like hail satan he's like hail satan yeah hail satan man and he's like actually you know baphomet is not satan Robert's like yeah fucking no and that's it <laughs> things I'm not gonna have a philosophical discussion with you right here we just kept walking <laughs> that's good stuff well i told you i've said i'm about to head into the grocery store and call our walmart the walmart conservative country i didn't even think you had on that you need to wear something much more controversial yeah, but there, it's just so like so conservative here, and it's just. I like shocking people. Fuck them. Fuck them and their sensibility. I have my sweatshirt that says "Love is Love." <laughs> There's one shirt that I want. It's um got Jesus on the cross, and it says "Jesus love you." Jesus loves you, but I don't. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Well, guys, that's our story today. Um. Bell's story, her paranormal story. Next Thanks week, I'm going to try to cover. Sorry, I wasn't as prepared. It's okay. Oh, next week, I'm try to cover oh, some. Uh, I'm sorry. Next week's my serial killer. So, it's true crime serial killer. So, I think I'm going to try to do a serial killer. I don't know who yet. So, I'll have to figure it out. Hmm. Um, I just want to throw this out there. Uh, I don't know. It's not really, really much on other social media. You're not on TikTok, but I'm on TikTok. So April 24th has apparently been um, deemed as National Rape Day, and I'm not okay with this. And um, no one should be okay with that. Um, there's several men that are very okay with this in this group on TikTok, and we are definitely coming for you guys. I can tell you right now, I'll beat the shit out of you. So if you hurt any of my there's girls. A, there's, there's these groups of men who think like, women who've told them no it's like i mean it's just ridiculous there's all kinds of groups out there yeah so it's just been i, I see it every day and i'm just and these and everyone's snapping back at him and i love it so i just wanted to throw that out there but go to our instagram facebook um become a patron on patreon you guys um we're able to bring you more content when you guys become our patrons and um, we're able to do more stuff because we do this for free yeah, so and once once Mel gets um settled in and she does her makeup and shit, we can actually put the video <laughs> recording. Because I was like, hey, I'm I'm I've got makeup on and stuff. We can actually record and but no, Mel. I will next week. I'll start having makeup on every day. Because <laughs> okay. I'm Monday to Friday starting next week. So um, but that's it, guys. Make sure you guys um go become a patron on Patreon. Yep. All right. Ready? All right. Y'all come, back, come now. back now. You're here. You're here. <laughs> One day we'll get that right. <laughs> <laughs>